Hey guys, and welcome to Witch and the Bitch in the Podcast. I'm your host, Darren. I'm Vicky. How are you? Sorry, I went back to it. I can't help it. I need to say it. I need to say it. Oh, you are so funny. You are so funny. So, um, for today's episode, I hope you guys have had an amazing um, Halloween in Beltane. So, today's yeah. episode, we're actually going to be talking about something that I find pretty interesting because it's, it's especially around this time of year, um, mm. with, you know, all the Halloween stuff that's going on, everything else like that. Like, I know that we're in the Southern Hemisphere, but... A lot of people look for signs and omens out in yes. the wilderness, especially yes. when they're doing like divination around the big fire festivals. So today's episode is literally going to be about signs, omens, angel numbers, and that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff. Kind of ties in a little bit with superstitions and things as well. They're a little bit in there. So yeah. Hey, I'm excited. So I thought, okay, let's be academics, right? So Okay, let's do that. So first of all, let's go with some dictionary definitions. I know this is, my husband's going to hate that I'm starting with this. He hates every training session that starts with a dictionary definition. <laughs> but I don't care because this is my podcast. So whatever. That's right. We can do whatever we like. And it's always nice to have that, that baseline. Yeah. So an omen, which is a noun. For those that oh, look, you really it's a noun. are going into it. So an omen is an event regarded as a portent of good or evil. Um, otherwise, it could be a something of prophetic significance. Uh, similarly, a sign, which is also a noun, is an object, quality, or event whose presence or occurrence indicates the probable presence or occurrence of something else. A lot of probable occurrences <laughs> of something else so indicates this. <laughs> exactly. I love it. So essentially, like, but before we get into the, the nitty gritty, I want to do something yes. a little bit fun. So let's just do okay. a little bit of a journey through Ooh. some of the signs that people consider to be like bad luck signs or bad omens or, you know, things that yes. when you see them, things could go wrong. Because these are like widely accepted, like, I guess they, they're built into the mythos of the world. Yeah. A lot of them you'll recognize. So yeah. I've prepared a list, Vicky. Oh, love, look at you. I'm rubbing off on you. Look at you. Oh. Prepared, I love it. Bloody air signs rubbing off. <laughs> yeah. the I love it. Um, so, first one is breaking a mirror. Yes. It apparently gives you seven years bad seven luck. Seven years bad luck, yes. I don't know if I believe it, though. I don't know. I've broken a few mirrors. Oh, and have you had bad luck as a result? I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. I was quite distraught because always it was like a good mirror that I wanted. <laughs> so it's more the bad like, oh. <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah. Now, this one's an interesting one. I have not heard of this one, but uh, then I looked into it. So when you, have, when you have a bird or a flock of birds flying from left to right, it's considered a bad omen. But from right to left is considered a good omen. I had no idea about that. But what happens when you and someone... Oh, yeah, because then you're opposites. And then you see them flying through the middle of you. Oh, because then it's bad bad. luck for one and good luck for the other. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like, I don't know if I believe in that one. Yeah, that's a bit of And also denotes, like, what what denotes left and right? Like, is it your left and right? Or is it the bird's left and right? Like, you know what, who's left and right? Yeah, see, the left and right thing is always a bit of a, it's always a hard one. Whose perspective is the left and right from? Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Now this one, like this one is specific to Japan. So mm-hmm. I knew this um, that the numbers four, 
or nine are considered bad omens. Now, I also know that the number um, 42 is considered bad luck in Japan because, uh, so in Japanese language, so she, which is the number four, uh, so she, when you say 42 or four, two, it's she, ni, and she, ni, mas means to die. Oh, shit. (laughs) So she, ni, so if you say four, two, but you would never say it like ah, that because you would actually say 42. Yes. But anyway, but if you say 42, ah. means to die. So shinimas. Yeah. Anyway, so oh, that's that one. That's interesting. Now, this one is very widely accepted. So the number 13. Yes, yes, yes. This is How many people one, think that this is an unlucky number? And yes. in actual fact, this is episode it. 13. Oh, yes. Hey. So... <laughs> Those In your who... face, Omens. <laughs> so, but those who are scared of the number 13 may not yes. listen to this episode. I know, yeah, there is a really big thing, like the 13th floor on hotels and mm-hmm. things like that. Most of them don't have one. Yep, they don't have one. So, it's such a big thing. Did you know that there's actually a name for it if you're scared of the number 13 or if you avoid 13? So it's actually called, hang on, I'll try to say this, <laughs> Triskaidekaphobia. So that's, that's to be scared so of the number cool. 13. But see, I actually have some friends that they they were born on Friday the 13th. So in actual fact, yesterday, when this, by the time this airs, yesterday yeah. was actually, wait, is it yesterday? No. I'm not sure. This is episode 13. So it's actually this coming Friday. So in two days time, because this is airing on the, airing on the yep. 11th of the 11th. That's right. Yep. So it's going to be this Friday. It's Friday the 13th. So um, I actually think it's a lucky, like I like Friday the 13th. But I'm also into the creepy and weird stuff, so... Yeah, me too. Um, It doesn't really... doesn't really bother me. Because there's... Isn't there... Now, I didn't fact-check this before I I did, but there's supposedly... There's 13 moon cycles in a year. See? So for that, I'm like... And there's a lot to do with 13, like, in Coven and things like that as well. Yeah. Nah, I'm not a... That one never seems to worry me. But now, the number 13 is in wild... There's an around the whole world most countries do yeah. think that it's unlucky but then in yeah. italy the number 17 is considered unlucky oh, really i like 17 That's and in afghanistan <laughs> afghanistan is actually the number 39 wow yeah like for reading i'm like what what do you mean but i'm sure if yeah. we speak to an afghan they'd be like no 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 to yeah. 39 because it's apparently their bad omen um wow now, obviously, this now, speaking about Friday the 13th, did you know that in Spain, Greece, and Georgia, it's actually Tuesday the 13th that's unlucky, not Friday? What? Oh, my God, I love that I don't that know the Tuesday. reason why. Yeah, what's the Tuesday? I don't know the reason. I could Google it, but, like, that's not yeah, a... Yeah, yeah, no, Like, no. I'll, I'll let our viewers... Yeah, go ponder on that one. That's brilliant. I love it. Now, this is another number that's up for a bit of contention. Ooh. The number, number 666. Yeah, that's always the one, isn't it? Mm. So they say that it's the devil's number and yeah. it's a, the calling sign, sign of, the of the devil or all that stuff. But there's exactly. also a phobia for that as well because they oh, hard, I love it. And this is like for hardcore like Judeo-Christian people who yeah. believe in Satan and yeah. 666 and all of that stuff. Yeah. So it's called... Hang on. Hexa... Kosioi hexaconta hexaphobia. Wow. Yeah, so I think it means Save 600, that. 610, yeah, and six. six. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all the sixes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know wow. if anyone pronounced that better than me, but that's my attempt at saying it anyway. 
That's awesome. Now, here's one that'll take you back to your childhood. Oh. Not replying to a chain letter. Oh, yes! Yes! But the modern version of that is, yes. you know those things people forward to you on Facebook yes. and say, send this to all the send people to and back people. to the person who sent it to you. And if you don't, oh. then you're gonna have bad luck. I'm just like, delete. I'm the same. Bring it on, universe. Bring it on. Bring it on. I know. I used to be. I used to like. I'd be like, mm, do I want to tempt fate? No. I'm like, oh. No. I remember when okay, I was a kid. Okay, and I'd send it. I would always do it. And then as it's gone on now, I'm just like, don't send me. I'm not. I'm not even opening it. I'm not. It was looking. just always so annoying because you had to like write down Ugh. the address of your address, return to sender, and yes. then the addresses of the previous purple. Because there was that one where you had to like send it to five people, but this, and also send it backwards to the. It had to go back to you. the people before, and I'm like, and then what? It would go somewhere else, and then it's just it fucking annoying because then you're much. getting mail. Like if you send it to five people and they send it to five people and they send it to five people yeah. and then those, those wait. I don't know. There's Wait, too five sent it to five is twenty-five. Send it to five. Yeah. One hundred and twenty-five people are going to be sending you fucking mail with the same chain letter. No, no, no. no. That's the bad I luck. Was... Yeah, it is. That's it. That's it. And you know what? I'm just gonna be... I was too lazy. <laughs> there was no way I was sitting there writing that many letters. <laughs> photocopy. Photocopy. Yeah, just photocopy. Um... Sneak into the library. <laughs> <laughs> now. This one is, uh, I know of this one, so in East Asian culture, so specifically yep. China, but it's also in any Chinese-speaking country usually has this one. So yep. giving a clock or a watch to a Chinese person, very bad omen. Because oh, really? giving them a clock or a watch is implying that they're always late. Oh. So even though some anniversaries and stuff for Westerners, it's like customary to give a watch or something. Watch. If you do that to a Chinese person, they're like, because <gasps> that they take it major offense. Because offense. It's like you're saying you're always late. You need to be more on time. Yeah, that you're not productive <gasps> wow. enough. No time management. I like um, that how it has a meaning though, like how it has like the the reasoning behind it. Gosh, mm. someone needs to give me a watch. <laughs> I am always late. <laughs> I wouldn't okay. be offended. <laughs> if anyone wants to send a watch, we'll, we'll put, yeah. put her address in there. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> we'll put her address so you can send her chain mail. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm too lazy. Okay, so the next one, this is now for Greek Orthodox people. So for yes. them, it's actually considered a bad omen to see a priest in the street. So... Um, it's like it's a bad omen. So when they, if they see the priest out outside of the church, so just in the street walking around, then they have to say skorda, which means garlic. So they usually utter that under their breath. As I don't know why, I'm gonna yeah. need to. If anyone out there is Greek and and knows can validate this one, can you let us know yeah, why do you, why skorda? Like because yeah, that's why like garlic. garlic. It's it like a priest vampire. Oh no, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, isn't that like the stereotypical vampire thing? I'm like, what's yeah, so I don't, I don't understand that. But anyway, that's one that I found. And the poor priest, like, dude, he can't go out of the church. <laughs> now, this one's actually quite common as well, especially around weddings. Well, weddings, it's more about having a horseshoe. Yes. But hanging yes. a horseshoe the wrong way. So if you hang a horseshoe that way, so the U is pointing um, like the opposite yeah, way so to the a U. prongs are down. Yeah, yep. then that's considered bad luck because all the luck will fall out of the horseshoe. But yes. if you hang it the right way, which is like a U shape, then it's a good luck it's because it's luck. catching the luck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, how many times have you opened an umbrella indoors? I do never do. You never ever. Nope. nope. Not even if it's like torrential downpour. Nope. 
You always go outside and get wet first and then open it. Well, I just shove it. I can be inside, but I shove the umbrella outside to open it and then I walk in underneath it. I know, I can be, I have some of those weird little superstitions and things I do do. I want you to open umbrella now. No. You can't do it. It's one of those things like, I think it comes also back from like my childhood and stuff like when mum used to say it and things like that. Like I still do it now. Like mm. never do that. You never do that. And you never stand on the grates in the um, street. Oh, you know why that is though? People yes, I don't to, fall in it. No, people used to piss in them. Oh, really? Like back in the day, that was like a outdoor a toilet. Yeah. Especially oh, like if you go to... So if you travel a lot and you go to lesser developed countries, that's literally yeah. people will pee on the grates. So like, I don't oh. stand on them because I'm like, ew. Ew. Oh, ew. okay. I get that one now. I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's where it stems <laughs> okay from. That. I don't know no. if that's where it stems from. That's that's the reason I'm going. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Um, now, for this is specific to the Navajo culture, so Native American Navajo. Yeah. So I don't know the reason for these. I just it's something they came across with bad sides or bad omens. Yeah. So pointing at a rainbow throwing rocks into the wind if a coyote crosses your path while you're traveling north or if an owl is flying over your house these are all considered bad omens so if we have any native americans out there anyone that has any connection to the native american community we could google this but it's more fun if we hear from you so yeah and then you never know when you google stuff whether it's yeah just because it's on google doesn't mean it doesn't mean that it's yeah so we'd love to hear now so here's another food related one because i know we like to eat and this one i'm very aware of because when you travel to east asian countries so anywhere that has rice and eats with chopsticks you never stand the chopsticks up in the bowl of rice oh really you should always lay them they usually have that little yeah the little um, thing that you lay them on on. Yeah, yeah 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 I call it like the ceramic pillow or whatever, like a chopstick pillow. Yeah, so because if you stick them into the bowl, um, it oh. looks like a bowl of ash with um, incense in it, which is considered to be um, oh. a symbol of death. Because that's what they do when they're like going to cemeteries and stuff to honor the dead. Yeah. So if offering. you, yeah, and I, I've seen so many of my friends, uh, non-Asian friends, who have done that in restaurants, and I, I straight away I'm like, I take the chopsticks out take and lay them out. down. They're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "You don't do that in a Chinese restaurant, like ever." Yeah. I had no actually, idea. You can actually really freak out the staff if you do it, like because they they very much like, no, don't do yeah, that. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow, I love that. Now. I mean, when I say I love that, I just find all this stuff. It's fascinating, fascinating yeah. It's fascinating. So in a lot of cultures, ravens, crows, and magpies mm. are considered bad omens. But for our yes. witchy folk, like, no. Mm-mm. Bring on the crows. Bring on the ravens. Bring on, well, we live in Australia, so it's now magpie season. Yes. So <laughs> They're everywhere. If that was a bad omen, you would just not leave your house because magpies no. are swooping now. Yeah, um, that's it. I believe that I don't know if the, I didn't fact check this one, but I maybe believe that's, that's the bad omen. Oh, because you're going to get swooped because they swoop all the time. That's maybe what it is. Um, but I, I believe that like it would have something to do with obviously because I see a lot of crows and ravens and stuff like when it's like midnight, like because obviously they're scavengers, mm. right? Yeah. Um, 
but I don't know whether it's because of the connection to the underworld deities. Yeah, I think it's gods. I think it's something to do with that. And like you said, being the scavengers, they're often also like scavenge. Um, I can't think what the correct term is, but roadkill, <laughs> basically, mm. um, and scavenging that. So I think there's a lot of death association. Ah, okay. Yeah, I think that's sort of what it is. And some a lot some people think that it is a bad omen that death's coming, somebody's going to die, or all of those kind of things. And so for our theatre folk, yeah, really like it's a massive superstition. You're saying the words Macbeth, and also Macbeth one. Yeah, I did because we we did Macbeth at school, and we weren't allowed to say the word Macbeth because apparently the story goes something along the lines of this: is that I think the lead star of Macbeth died or something, and then there was yes, he did first play, and then in time someone said Macbeth, then someone would die or something would happen to them, and so like this uh... chain of events that now you can't say Macbeth in a theatre, and you can also uh, you should never say good luck. You always yes. say break a leg, break a leg, yes. Which I always found so stupid. Like, why are you telling them to break their leg when? If you say good luck, then it's more likely they're going to break a leg. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't quite get that one. But um, I understand. I didn't write them, guys. These are just the things I found. These, yeah, that's right. That's just, just what we found. Now, this one I thought was just common sense, but putting shoes on a table. Yeah. Yeah, that was have... one. My mum. I don't, I've never put shoes oh, on the why table. Why would you put them on the table? What's? No, I don't know either. I guess if you, like, brought them, like, new... Like you could possibly oh, okay. put them on the table, like with your bags, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't. Maybe. Or if you're laying back and you're putting your feet up on the table. Um, oh, I don't that know. sense. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, that makes- you know, like where you see it. Yeah. Rather than just taking off your shoes and putting them on the table. Although yeah, that would be weird. We no, I didn't. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Yeah. And a bit gross. Now, Melbourne has just come out of lockdown, so we're starting to go out to restaurants again. So this one applies. <laughs> Tipping salt over. Yes! Over your left shoulder. Yeah, so if you knock the salt over on the table, you're supposed to take it with your right hand and throw it over your left shoulder to undo the bad luck of knocking the salt over. And that's like, I'm one of those people, like, if someone bumps the salt, I'm like, quickly grab it, throw it over. They're like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, throw it. Yes, throw it. Do it. Throw it. I've got to do it. Over the shoulder. Over the shoulder. Yeah, I know. That's it. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so that's one that I am a bit of a sucker for. When was the last time you walked under a ladder? I knew you were going to ask me that. I never do. <laughs> really? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. Like, I don't, I'm not yes. a believer in that one. Because I'm like, sometimes you have to. Like, there's no other way. Because, like, if you're doing, like, for example, if you're doing Christmas lights, because we're coming into Christmas season, and you're up and down that ladder all the time, sometimes you end up walking under it because the lights can get tangled and da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Like, no. No, they don't. No. They don't. <laughs> okay, Miss Perfect, who doesn't get there's a lot of weight. There's a lot of lot of weight. See, but because I'm conscious of it, I make sure that it doesn't go. That I have to go under it. <laughs> oh my god, you're funny. You're funny. Okay, so how about this one? Okay, black cat crossing your path. Oh yes, I don't like this one because I have a black cat and I love black cat. So do I. We used to have a black cat. Well, although yes. technically, if the sun was shining on her fur. Oh, and his fur, her, his fur. Um, yeah. it, if it was shining really brightly, it would look like really dark almost, brown. Yeah, like it's got that kind of almost like Lou's got a little bit of like that reddy tinge. Reddish tinge. So I don't, it is black yeah. to look at, but I wonder if it yeah. really is black. But anyway. Yeah, I wonder. Um, and now this one, if you're ever traveling to Sweden, I'm going to actually ask one of my friends because she's Swedish. 
laying yeah. keys on the table. Oh no, I do that. So if you go to a restaurant, you put keys on the table. I don't know whether it's, I mean, oh, restaurant. I would I do guess, it at home sometimes. I would guess it would be something to do with like implying that you were in a rush or that you had to leave. Like that's why your keys oh, were out. You couldn't just put them yeah, away. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just speculation, guys. That's not fact checked at all. That's just I'm yeah, trying to guess why it like would be. The, like the watch kind of thing yeah. having that meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's change things up. Okay. Things that are considered good luck. Now, this list could go on forever, but I've picked them more. Common oh, I've got or... one more. I've got oh. one more about that was um, from an ancient one. Back oh. In, Mesopot- um, in ancient... Mesopotamia. Yeah. <laughs> Look at what you I... go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Eclipses. Oh. Eclipses yes. were often seen as a quite a bad omen. And through um, it, what it would be was that it was the fate of the king. They would think that the king was going to die. Did they not know that eclipses were a common occurrence? Apparently not. Well, I guess if you look at it from back, like I'm talking ancient sort of times and stuff as well, the sun was like the life-giving um, premise. And if it suddenly disappeared during the day, because that's where all their food and everything come from, I guess. I don't know. Actually, that you know what? I have heard that in a lot of ancient civilizations yeah. that it was considered Eclipses. a bad omen. Because I guess really you think about it, like even here, we get like very partial. So not everywhere you get a full eclipse every mm-hmm. time. So I guess it wasn't as often as what we kind of think. So <laughs> so the king, it was yeah, it was like the fate of the king or death of the king. So what would happen is often the king, uh, the royal family would step down. Oh. Yes. And anoint a substitute. Just for that? Yes. So that that person would die. So then they die, and then the royals are waiting in the wings to come back and they can reclaim the throne. Wow. That's some Games of of Thrones shit right there. Yep. (laughs) Isn't it? I love it. (laughs) Just chuck a little substitute in. I would have thought oh, yeah. they would have like sacrificed a virgin or something. Like, no, wrong yeah, I know. No, but that's not often. Yeah, no, it was get rid of the king, but let's not really get rid of the real king. The real king didn't really want to get done. So, but then what happened if the person lived? Did they offer? I them? don't know. I have a feeling they did because it always said it said when I was looking it up, and they were killed. <laughs> and, then the, and then the real king would come back. Wow. Okay. So I have to look into that a bit more, but I wonder if then it was a sacrifice almost. Possibly. Well, it was common in those days to sacrifice yeah. for various different gods and deities and stuff and whatnot yeah. to appease yeah. the universe. Hmm. Yeah, but there's a lot of around um, eclipses and things. So, yes, let's get on to the good ones now. Good ones. So, the number eight in Chinese culture, because it sounds like when you say the word eight in yep. their language, uh, yep. but I'm guessing this is going to be actually, wait. But, but. So but I don't know how to say the word fortune, but I'm guessing it's going to be similar to but, because but ah. is how you say um, eight in Chinese, yeah. both in Mandarin. Wait, yeah, you some say up. So it's also in Cantonese and yeah. So it's in Mandarin as well. So that was me just counting really quickly from one to ten. I only know how to count to ten and say random <laughs> phrases around Chinese New Year. It sounds impressive. I'm yeah. impressed. It's all good. Take it. <laughs> so number eight is considered um, fortune because fortune. it sounds the same. So that's why yeah. they always, a lot of Asian people or Chinese people specifically will pay extra money to have a lot of eights in their phone number or to have their uh, house at number eight or their apartment number eight or level number eight of the building or yep. or if their number plate has eights in it. Like I've oh, seen someone here, they yeah. had their first initial, last initial and then eight, 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 eight. 
Uh, like that was their number plate. I love that. It's very ingrained in their culture. Yep. Um, and also 88, I believe, looks like the double happiness. Like it looks like happiness, happiness, 88, I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's also another one. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay, sticking with Chinese, so you also have bamboo is considered lucky. Yes. So they have that lucky bamboo. I was going to many... say, yeah, that you can get them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I killed them. Uh, I killed them. Does that mean my luck's right? <laughs> Did you overwater it? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now you're going to get bad luck. I know. Um, and another one for their culture is jade. Jade is considered yeah. extremely good luck. Um, so. Yeah. I am a massive fan of jade anyway. Um, <laughs> like I actually happen to have some right here. Right here, um, here's what I prepared earlier. Yeah, so actually I love jade. So I've actually, I got some jade when we went to Shanghai. Um, we got this like jewelry piece, yeah. uh, which I don't wear often because it was expensive. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like hardcore jade, like, you know, good quality Real, jade. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, we we'll, might as well stick to Asia and then we'll circle back. So in Japan, yeah. Manekineko. So Manekineko is that little cat that does this with its Oh, foot. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little doo-doo. So yeah, the reason for that is fun. because Moves Manekineko is raking in the money. That's what he's ah, doing. He's so pulling he's the money in. Bringing his hand down, bringing it back in. Uh, yeah, so ah, he's raking okay. in the money. So he's hands yep. swinging up and down. Chris finds them creepy. That's my husband. When we go to Japanese restaurants and they have manekineko, he's like, ugh. Like, he looks away. He's like, <laughs> of course. When we went to Japan, I took him to oh a shop God. where they only sell manekineko. <laughs> and I said, let's oh, go to this shop. It. Walked in and he's like, ah! and He walks straight back out. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> I'm such a bitch. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I would so do that too. <laughs> Then in um, in Thailand, it's considered mm. good luck to see a white elephant. Oh. Yeah, it's actually a good luck symbol. So when you see white elephants, because they're obviously not common to have yeah. an albino or white elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, in Korea, it's very good luck to see a swallow. Oh. So swallow as in the bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then, okay, now that's these are all, the rest of these are going to be pretty common knowledge. So this one I know is very personal to you. Tortoiseshell cats. Yes! Yes! I have a beautiful tortoiseshell cat. So you have, is the tortoiseshell cat to balance out the black cat? Yes! Yes, so we're at neutral. We're in neutral. <laughs> Did you even know that when you selected no. this? No, 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 I didn't know. Well, I, my tortoiseshell, she's one of my older cats. So we've had mm -hmm. her a lot longer. She's 15. And um, we know the black cat, she's, only, she's about to turn three. Yeah, so no, I didn't. Know. I didn't actually know that. No. Hmm. No. Now, let's go to Mary Poppins. Chim 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 So, it's actually common practice that uh, seeing a chimney sweep is very good luck. I wonder oh. though, is that does that mean that we have no more luck because yeah, we're we out. Sweep anymore? No. Is that just because well, then you'd have heat like? I don't know. Efficient, I guess. I don't know, but there's like a whole culture, like I mean, Mary Poppins, that whole scene around. Yeah, it um, was. The good yeah. luck of seeing a chimney sweep, you know, it was considered lucky yeah. to see them. Um, now this one is very common across the globe as well. Ladybugs, I love them. especially when they land on you or yes. when you see them or whatever. Are yes. Got, but isn't there a thing that they have to land on a certain side, left side or right side, or is it? Oh, not like I didn't that? know that. I, just I don't know. Maybe it's not. Just to have them land on you. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it could be. Now, um, this is obviously 
Native American culture, this one, yeah. dream catchers are considered a good luck yes. sign or good omen. Obviously, yeah. um, now just to acknowledge that, yes, some places do what practice yeah. what's called cultural appropriation and they, you know, I mean, I myself have learned how to make dream catchers as a yeah. craft activity. Um, for personal use, it's as a sign of like honoring yeah. the tradition. Yeah. And creating something myself, but like out of respect, which is more cultural yeah. appreciation rather than cultural yeah. appropriation. Um, but it's when you, like, when people go out there and mass produce them and then, you know, yeah, making make money, money from them. But, yeah. Because yeah. I really do appreciate and like Dreamcatchers. I think they're beautiful. I think that, yeah, I think they're really gorgeous. And I love the, like, the story and the sort of symbology behind them and, and how it works. And it's also a really lovely thing. <clears throat> being a mum it's also a really lovely thing to be able to incorporate in a child's room and things like that yeah because it's that whole thing about that whole thing yeah it's also that element of it's almost like self-fulfilling prophecy you tell them they have a dream catcher which means that they're not going to have bad dreams and then they don't have bad dreams that's right yeah Yeah. um so four leaf clothes yes like how many times as a kid do you if you came across clovers did you go looking for four leaf yes always do you know if you never found one Really? I found one once. I found one once. Did you? And I grabbed it. I'm like, oh my god, I found one. And I was running around. And in my haste of running around, (gasps) one of the leaves fell off. Oh no! Because I was waving it around like crazy. And then one of the leaves fell off. I was like, oh. But because I actually then grabbed the leaf and I put it in a little plastic container. And I had it there. And that was my good luck charm. So it was all in there together. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. Now, we've already touched on the horseshoe one back when we spoke about the bad omens. Rabbit's foot. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. Carrying a rabbit's foot is a good luck thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of gross. <laughs> it is. It is gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't really understand. I don't know the like the story behind it either. Either do I. I like. I don't know. It's yeah, it's a like weird how one. that came to. Yeah, and then the last one that I have on my list, as I said, this is not an exhaustive list, guys. There's plenty more, but the last one that I have is um, the wishbone. So when, oh, you're, yes. when you're cutting up a chook, yes. chicken, and if you ended up with the wishbone, then you're supposed to like grab it with your little finger the and pinkies. then break it. Yeah, the pinkies. Yeah, you got to use your pinkies. And then you snap it, and then whoever gets the big half is the one whose wish comes true, yeah. isn't it? Or, or do you do it with yourself? I can never remember. No, we always did it with somebody else. Yeah. So whoever got the bigger part was the Makes one that a wish. to make the wish. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, with um, four-leaf clovers, I forgot to mention yeah. that in Ireland... All shamrocks, which is what they call a clover, all shamrocks are considered good luck. Not just four leaf ones. Not just four leaf ones. We're the ones who then made it four leaf only. Because it's a bit more rare. (laughs) Well, I'm thinking that because, like, whilst they might be common in some parts of the world, maybe they're not as common in Ireland. I don't know. But they consider shamrocks to be. Because, like, all Irish symbols usually have shamrocks on them. They do, yeah. Like, I think even even the um, Boston Celtics, like, they're. That their thing is a clover. Yeah, a um, so that's our good luck and bad luck, or superstitious, or whatever you want to call it, omens and signs. So let's just talk about the concept of what denotes a sign. So, yes, Vicky, talk me through this. If I said, uh, "Universe, give me a sign," and all of a sudden I saw a bird flying past me, is that a sign? No, because I, for first off, with animals. I think for starters, they aren't just here for us. <laughs> they're not on their for our, own. Not for <laughs> our not entertainment. Our, no. Not for our 
omen no. confirmation no nothing they're on their own they've got their own agenda their own journey their own thing so i don't think just always animals are particularly for me it's more if it's a very unusual so if it's like out of season because i mean the other thing you've got to look for with especially with animals is say for instance like we mentioned before like at the moment here in australia there's a lot of magpies around so if you were to say that that was a sign you've got to kind of look and see like is it their time of the year to be around where they're more where they're more prolific so if you say saw a snake in summer it's not as living much. here not in not in australia especially it's where only... i live yeah because you see them but if you saw it maybe in winter or something like that where they normally hibernating and things like that that may be a bit more so usually sign is when it's more than once as well and in one yeah. it has one to be a repeated place. sighting yeah like a repeated so maybe you if it was an animal in particular uh if you saw a snake uh when you're going for your walk three times three times during the week you saw a snake when you were walking then when you were doing meditation or in a dream you saw one you saw it on a poster or tv or something like that that's when it's more of a sign so it needs to be more than one occurrence and usually different different ways of seeing it not just mm, that yeah kind multiple of thing. different medium multiple, essentially yeah different medium that's the word i'm looking for it's like when yeah. I, I've, I've had an instance where what was it um oh i'm trying to think what it was now i was asking for a particular sign and Now I'm trying to think what it was. At the time, I was, I was, I think we we're in LA, and I was, I was trying to find something, and then I was asking Universe for a sign, and then I looked up where we were walking. <laughs> As I looked up, because um, I was talking to my friends and da da da, and then I just said to Universe, I said, "Just give me a sign. I, I really, I just want to buy something like meaningful from this place." Yep. Da, da da. I looked up, and there was graffiti in front of me, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, is that my sign?" When I looked at the graffiti, the graffiti was of a woman and she was pointing. Oh. I followed my gaze and I saw a shop. I had no idea what the shop was or what it sold, but I went to the shop anyway. And when I walked in, it was this cute little, like, all new age, crystals, books, oh, incense, da-da-da, whatever. I walked in there and I'm like, okay, but this, this could just be a coincidence. So I said, okay, University, if I'm supposed to be in this shop, I want you to... When I walk in this shop, I want to see something that's going to mean something specifically to me. Yes. As soon as I walked in, there was a massive statue of Kuan Yin, which I have a statue of Kuan Yin <laughs> in my house. So yep. I'm like, okay, not enough though. I want to see We're one getting more there. sign. Yep. I want to see another sign that I was meant to be here. Yep. And I was drawn intuitively towards the bookshelf. And the first book that I noticed on the shelf was a book by Christopher Penchak, and he's my favorite uh, author. Yes. As most of you know. Yes. So I'm like, okay, universe, cool. I'm in the right place. And then I think I asked another question because I know I didn't want a book. I asked, I can't remember, but I asked a series Something of else. questions for a yeah. series of signs and they happened in the right order of when I asked for them. Yeah. And then I ended up getting to a point where I actually bought this little cluster of crystals. Ooh. The guys who, who are listening, if you check yeah. out YouTube, you'll see it. But essentially it's got... um. This particular cluster has got um, lapis lazuli, which I love because lapis is very Egyptian based. Um, it's mm. to do with like psychic insight. It's got amethyst, which I also work with a lot. It's got malachite, which is actually the stone of Chris, my husband. That's his favorite. Oh. It's got, um, what do you call it? Black obsidian, which is the stone I use the most. Mm. And then it has 
um, a little crystal point of um, uh, clear quartz. So it's like all of the stones that I use a lot. And they were all in this little And it's such an unusual, yeah, and it's such an unusual little thing as well. Like you don't normally see them like that. No. And then, so I ended up buying this on this string and I sometimes wear it as a uh, necklace. I won't put it on now because I've got headphones. So what am I doing? (laughs) It'll it'll kind of get everywhere. Yeah. So that's, that's, I wanted something to remember it. And this is what I ended up buying because it's all the crystals that I use on a regular basis. Yep. All in one. See, I love um, that. So yeah, that's what it is. It's with the signs. It's a bit, it's more repeated and unusual like because yeah. a lot of times we try to find meaning in a lot of things that happen and where sometimes it probably isn't i mean i know i went through a phase for a long time where i was like oh, what does that mean oh what does this mean oh this is falling in front of me oh this has come here and i'm like just stop. just stop sometimes things just happen so it's it's that repeated and unusual like but then i've also got an example a bit like yours i did a guided journey um it was to meet an animal spirit and when I was actually in it, I was I was from the view of being the animal. So I couldn't actually see myself for what I was. I could only feel what I, what I was. I can't think what that is, third person, first person, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I could only feel, and I knew that it was like a, a big cat or a big dog or something like those kind of things. I knew it wasn't a wolf, and I remember thinking that, but I didn't know what it was. And I came out of it, and I still didn't know when I came out. The first thing I saw when I opened my eyes, I looked at a book, and it was by Tiger Publishing. I'm like, oh. Uh. And so then something, as soon as I heard that, that kind of resonated and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So then I got out my animal oracle deck and I thought, oh, maybe I'll see if I can pull out a card, if that's going to give me a bit more insight. So I asked for a bit more insight. Got the tiger card come out as well, straight away. So for me, that feels more like it's... That's a sign. Yeah, that that's a sign because it was the first thing I saw when I opened my eyes from the meditation and then it was also I asked for that confirmation afterwards and it came came out again. So I think that's what it is as well, a little bit like asking yourself first, is there a mundane reason for this? Yeah. Like like if if you're in a... a, If your bookshelf was only by Tiger Publishing, the whole bookshelf of books, or you only had one book in front of it, different. That's right. But I have... I have many, 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 many books. And it's also one that I've never even noticed that it was Tiger Publishing ever. Like it's a book I've seen and never even noticed it. So, yeah. I'd say that that would denote a sign. Yeah. That's the thing, like, because obviously when you have like, uh, yeah, because we already touched on the fact that when it's a change in season, then that can affect whether you're more likely or less likely to see something. That's right. I touched on a previous episode that when, um, where I live is the catch and release zone for mm. a lot of Victoria snakes. Yeah. Um, so for us to see snakes, very common. Yeah, that's it. Very, very social. common. Yeah. It's like, so we we have this thing where, and I love this about our community, is that we work in harmony with like the snakes yeah, that we, we, not, we, not, we don't honor them, but we, we respect them. Respect them. Because respect we know them. that they're in this yeah. region. So yeah. we just give them the distance and we post on our Facebook group to let everyone know there's a snake there so that they don't bother them, essentially. Yeah. Um, because it's like if I was to look for signs whenever I see wildlife like literally next to my house is a botanical gardens we have um, bandicoots echidnas wallabies kangaroos like constantly in our street 
Yeah, that's I, it. See? I know that I'm now fulfilling all of the stereotypes that an American. I know. That's what I was thinking, like having a kangaroo jumping down the street. But I literally live in a place where that happens. But yes. it doesn't happen everywhere. It's because I'm in no. a, like rural urban fringe. Yes. Like I'm right on the edge yeah. of suburbia. Yeah. And, um, so, and I'm the same because we, we live across the road from a park and there's lots of gum trees and there's lots of trees. So in the evening, in that twilight, it's, it's beautiful. We have so many different kinds of birds and things that are flying over and nesting and doing all their little things so if we were to constantly look at that it's, it's not a really a yeah it's, it's usual it's it's that unusual it's, aspect yeah exactly it. it's the for example unusual. if you see crows or ravens on bin night not a sign because no. they're there to scavenge they know that's that it. it's bin night and they're there to eat yeah that's right but if you see them repeatedly on non-bin nights in and the same, like different in the same, places yeah or, yeah well, it might even be that like for example um I would always see when I used to, when I was a kid, coming home from school, there would always be a magpie. I know that's not co that's common, but I would always <laughs> see a magpie, and it would it would fly from the tops of the trees on my property down in front of me to the neighbor's place every day after school for a week. It was the, yeah. it would fly the same path while I'm walking. While you're going through, it would just it's go that repeated, once. the repeated thing as well. Exactly. Although, when I look at that, oh, so that's actually in our good luck omens, a bird flying from right to left because it would fly from my pocket. Oh, yes. Pocket. So it was actually flying from right to left. I'm like, oh, there I, you go. I knew that back then. See, back then. And then, like now, magpies are actually sort of considered um, something to do with more like the occult world and opening of the door to the spirit world. Mm, see, I actually love magpies. My, I, love, I love how they sing. Oh, I do too. The magpie song first thing in the yeah, morning. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I have some that we we feed sometimes out there, and so they come and sit in the like when I'm gardening. They'll just come and sit with me, <laughs> sit on the fence and stuff, and start doing their little their little beautiful yeah. little song. How's it go? Gorgeous. How's it go? I'm not, <laughs> like I'm not doing that again. <laughs> but like also at my mum's house they had um a family like we've they've lived there for probably about 20 years so it's been like this whole generational thing that they've um fed them and they're the same they they just come around they'll sit in the garden with you and what you like so i like here, here we go here's an example go for it. Oh, hang on. Ah, i don't want the ad stupid youtube um hang on it won't let me skip the ad no i was gonna say i won't let you do it hang on here we go Oh, is it? <laughs> anyway, so that's the sound. It's because I... That's the sound. And see, I, there's something so homely about that sound for me. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I actually love it. I love waking up to the sound of magpies. So when, yeah. when the magpies are singing, it's like, I know that spring's here. It's I also know it's a warning. It's swooping season soon. Um, but yes, so... <laughs> yeah. Do you know I never get swooped? I never get swooped. I get swooped. Not all the time. When I was a kid, I, I used to get swooped a lot, lot more. Yeah. 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 They can be conditions. <laughs> okay. So we've t touched a little bit on animal signs. Um, yes. Obviously, they can be good or bad omens. And also, they, some people think that they're deity representations as well. Yes. Yep. Yep. Which um, I mean, they can be. But again, it's that same thing. It needs to be repeated. 
unusual, the whole thing. So it could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, um, just some because of the... you see crow doesn't necessarily instantly mean that. Hecate. Yeah, that's right. It or Hecate, whatever. Yeah. Again, it's also. I think it's also about what did you? Are you? Did you ask something? Like what mm-hmm. did you ask? What were you? What guidance were you looking for? Mm. To to then be able to interpret the sign a little bit. As yeah, it's well. di- it's different if you did a like for example if I was doing a spell and in that spell I called upon Hecate or Odin or people mm. that are known for having ravens yeah. as being a symbol of theirs and see actually so here's the thing in Australia ravens are not common at all no. crows are crows are but ravens but there's a are. huge difference between a crow and a raven yeah. <laughs> so um, so because of that like if I did something specifically working with mm. Odin and then I went outside and it was not like I just randomly kept seeing yeah. them everywhere that's different yeah. Because I specifically was working with the energy of some of the Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I think that's pros. That's it. I think that's that's also something as well to really have a look at what you what you're thinking, what you're doing in your life. What have you actually asked for? Actually, so this is going to be a shout out to one of our friends. So Jackie, a friend of mine, um, I hope she's listening. So Jackie actually told me a story once where she specifically because she's very much into all this stuff and she was like she said to universe like if like give me a sign but i want to specifically see a butterfly and if you see a, if i see a butterfly that will be my sign within yeah. seconds a butterfly flew past she goes okay cool now then i now want to see a sign i want to see a red car and then a red car went driving past on the crossover street and then she's <laughs> like I, I don't remember i'm making up the actual signs i know butterfly was one of them but she literally yeah, what they listed were. all these like i think she did like five different things yeah. in a row and she said yep. i want to see this and then it would happen yeah but then I asked the question, is it a sign or is she a master manifester? Do you know what I mean though? Yeah. Because a master manifester, because my husband is a master manifester. That's why I tell him he needs to watch his yeah. thoughts. Because he's, as soon as he thinks something, it happens. That's when it happens. Yeah. So I wonder whether maybe she was ta- like this is what I mean like I don't know yeah. there's no way to know it's no no that's it it's, no, it's, it's all up to interpretation you'll never know it's not like you can just dial universe and say hi universe was that a sign or did, did you I make that, that happen down- <laughs> was it me or was it you hello hello universe are you there <laughs> are you there <laughs> um okay so what about when doing spell work because this is actually a common one that I've seen in the uh, Australian witchcraft group like not so not that common and there's that one as well as there's another one witch den for men which I mean and people yeah. often get in there and they're like oh I was doing a spell last night and the candle I was doing candle magic and the candle kept flickering yeah. I think it's a sign and I'm like oh. yeah there's a lot with candles yeah because the wick, the wick yeah. could have been too short and the flame yeah. was touching the wax and that's why it was flickering that's or it could just be draft. a poor quality candle it yeah could have been draft could have been so there's a lot things. yeah there's a lot with candles and and that's what you've got to look at again it's temperature same with like glass candle glass if it's if it's cracked was it like a temperature temperature drop is mm-hmm. the is the wick too close to the um to the actual glass itself um how candles are made has a really huge thing if it's if it's the wrong size wick for the candle like if it's too small it's going to pull really little in the middle so then it's going to have a lot more wax there which will put it out or mm. and it'll curl the the wick will curl over and there's so many things so you have to kind of eliminate through, all the anomalies yeah anomalies. all the all the kind of mundane reasons for what it could be and then if it is so like for instance if you had two candles that were made exactly the same 
they were exactly the same candle, exactly the same colour. One did something and the other one didn't. Then I'd be kind of thinking, okay, maybe because they're in the same position. But it can be something as simple as a little draft or even breathing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> Oops, I breathe too much. <laughs> so if you're doing your deep breathing, so yeah, candles is a big one. It has to be a really, it has to be a really big thing and a very, yeah. very unusual thing yeah. for it to actually be a bit of a sign. I think yeah. personally, yeah, because there's a lot with that. Yeah, there's a lot with that. If and that goes with all signs. Like you've really got to stop and go. Is there just an everyday reason for this? Like, yeah. Like I said, temperature, season for animals and things like that. Drafts for candles, all of those kind of things. There's so many, especially candles. There's so many uh, variables that are just chemical and really boring. Now, I know we could, this next topic I was going to bring up, we could actually talk yeah. about in a whole episode on a stone, which maybe we might even do this at a later date, but mm-hmm. hexes and curses. Yes. So many yeah, people, be, they're like, be good when they think, oh my God, I'm, I'm cursed, I'm cursed, I'm cursed, I'm cursed. But yeah. like, I tend to find that most curses and hexes, or like, they see all these bad omens and they think they've yeah, got a curse. Yeah, yeah. They're actually yeah. manifested by fear. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a, like almost a self-cursing kind yeah. of thing as well and we're a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy because i mean it, that's not to say that hexing and cursing isn't a thing or that it's that in some cases that that is what it is mm. but i think in majority and many of the cases when people think oh i've been attacked or there's a hurt curse on me or a hex whatever yeah i agree i think there's a lot to do with that self-doubt and fear and just well, having that thought creates it and how it links back to this is that um when people think that they're cursed they're gonna look for reasons to confirm that they're cursed it's the same thing as like uh if you're looking for a sign you're more likely to see it it's like on a simple mundane level when was like the last time that i went to buy a car yeah i test drove a whole heap of cars as soon as i had my heart set on a honda jazz which in north america it's called a honda fit um so as soon as i had my heart you know because i had friends in america and they were like a jazz what the hell is a jazz you guys call it a fit. And they're like, oh, that's a really cool car. Here, I'm, it's a very, ooh, jazz hands. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but there it's like Honda Fit. Like it sounds really like <laughs> yeah, it sounds really fitness, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I like it. I like both. I like both. It's anyway. so fun. But as soon as I had my heart set on the Honda Jazz, I literally saw them everywhere. Yeah. Because yeah. like you want it, therefore you are. You, so this is the thing. Okay, you guys know I work as a coach, right? So I have this practice that I teach my clients when I'm doing life coaching or health coaching or any form of coaching with them. Spiritual coaching doesn't matter. Um, I do this thing. It's called like basically rehearsing your day or the mental rehearsal. Mm -hmm. So it's because we say like it's a whole thing about saying affirmations in the morning and, you know, all these I am statements and blah, blah, blah. Because they say that on a subconscious level, when you tell yourself something over and over and over and when you affirm something Mm. to your psyche, your brain is geared towards confirmation bias. So if I say to my brain, I'm going to have a bad day, today's going to be such a shit day, it's going to be such a bad day, oh my God, it's going to be a bad day. Your brain will look for instances out there in the mundane world that confirm, yes, today is a shit day. And it will just get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. However, um, like that law of cause and effect, equal and opposite. Mm. Yeah. So there is also the adverse or the inverse works as well. So if you say inverse, yeah, yeah, (laughs) inverse works as well, which is if you say today's going to be an amazing day, it's just going to be so awesome. Like, 
I'm just going to get so much done. Like you put all these positivity out there, your brains are going to find confirmation yeah. to say, yes, it's a good day, which then fuels your like, you know, positivity throughout the day. Yeah, that's and it. I know it going. some people out there might be like, oh, this is a whole bunch of woo-woo. It's not. It's like, no, it is. It's actually, yeah, even like when I was studying um, counseling and, and part of that sort of stuff. Psychology, like, yeah. Psychology and things like that is that it's the same. Like if we look, if we um, have a negative thought or a negative core belief or something like that, our brain is constantly doesn't like to be wrong. So it's going to constantly try to prove itself right all the mm-hmm. time, all the time. And yeah, so that's when we see. Like I remember when I was getting, I wanted for a while there, I wanted a purple car back when I was a teenager when I was getting like one of my first cars I wanted to have a purple car and it's not that often you don't see it but then as soon as I said that it's very uncommon I saw them everywhere they were everywhere (laughs) you see purple it's like the universe going look you want look hello hello (laughs) but it is that same thing like you just be constantly looking that your brain doesn't want to be wrong exactly exactly trying to to prove itself right i know this is a bit of a tangent but we love a good tangent we love a tangent so when you said purple car like there's that game that you used to play like that spot yellow it's like if you spot a yellow car <laughs> yeah. and you had to call it out first yeah but yeah. in victoria <clears throat> our taxis are all yellow <laughs> so not as much fun in a place not that has same. common yeah no yeah no, no that's not fun that's no fun well then there was that other cool game that we used to play when we were on car trips was that punch buggy when you see a little yes, um, uh, bug, is like, punch buggy, no returns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the things you do as kids. I know, yes, you do. Any excuse to punch your sibling. <laughs> I was about to say, it's pretty much just any way that you could bring it into a game. Exactly. the way to go. But, but yes. so, I was going to say, for hexing and curses, yes. and curses, maybe we'll do that as an episode on its own. Yeah, I would love to do that as an episode. Because I think that would be a really, really fun one. Yeah. I say fun because I think a lot of people will find it interesting. Yes, definitely. What makes and a curse and what makes not a curse? Correct. Or what yep. a curse makes not. And you know, <laughs> yes, <Yoda. laughs> And I mean, a lot of people will say that, like, before you can heal, you need to know how to curse. Exactly. Like to be able to undo something, you need to be able to understand it. But in in the context of this, I do think that a lot of times, like you said, that it's a self-imposed kind of thing. So. That then brings me to my next topic, because this was rampant when we did tarot together. Yes. So, angel numbers. Yes. So, uh, I kept saying so. Stop saying so. So. (laughs) Angel numbers. I see 111, 222, 333, 1111, 1212, 555, like specifically time on a digital clock. I see them all the time, like all the time. Me too. And some people, they're like, oh, you know there are different thoughts out there some people think it's just an omen that the angels are watching and the angels are like there for you or whatever they actually yeah my research i mean it's open to speculation there's different reasons yeah, for yeah. people like different people claim different things i always believe that it's more of a it's the angels or universe like because you guys know i say angel universe spirit source they're all same god yeah. allah that to me that's the same they're synonyms yeah. yeah so for me it's their way of confirming whatever it is i'm thinking because I'm always deep in thought. I'm an ocean. There's heaps of, <laughs> heaps of depth there. Depth. I'm always deep deep in thought. So when I see 111, 222, blah, 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 um, it, for me, it's confirming whatever I'm thinking. So that's why, yes. if anything, it teaches me to watch my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. It's that awareness, being conscious of our thoughts. Because you never know when you're going to think something negative. And then you see 555 five, five, and you're like, oh, shit. Shit. 
know what I mean? Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. But so I, I do it. Yeah. I I notice them as well. I'm the same. I see all the. It's always on the clock. So mm-hmm. mine are a lot of like one one ones, eleven elevens, threes, twos, fives. I see. So I, ha- I have a book here called Angel Numbers by Kyle Gray. So um, for those that don't know Kyle Gray, I'm I'm doing a bit of a campaign to see if I can get him on. <laughs> Because I would love, like, because Kyle Gray, I, I believe that he's, I call him the angel whisperer because he is just amazing. Like, he talks to the angels. He talks about angels. Everything's to do with the angelic realm. Um, other things, too, like, um, you know, he's obviously has many different things that he believes in. But, like, I just call him the angel whisperer because mm. he's just so amazing at it. And I have so many of his books about yeah. talking to angels and whatnot. But anyway, this book specifically um, is all about his interpretation of angel numbers. And... Um, he has a little bit of a quick code, Ooh. which you will know this being that you've studied tarot with me. Yeah. So a lot of this has a lot of synergy with tarot. So angel yeah. numbers, key codex. So the number zero often represents new beginnings, doors opening, or it can be representative of God. Yeah. Uh, as I said, I say that God is God, universe, source, spirit, all things universal. Mm-hmm. Yep. One can represent the self, oneness, higher self, or universal connection. Mm-hmm. So if you think of the mages, you could associate yeah, yeah. one with the magician. Magician. Yeah. And whereas the zero is a full, new beginnings, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Now the two represents union, connection to others, and aligning with love. If you think of the twos in the minors, yep. and then also the two in the majors as well, it has a very similar connection. Three is indicative of expansion, higher power, and the masters. Yeah. Then we have four is the angels, communication, gifts, and expanding. Fives represent changes, effort, action, and input required. Sixes is balance. I always think of the six of pentacles when I hear that. Balance. Uh, yeah, yeah. Intention required and carefulness. Seven is magic manifestation and divine inspiration. Eight is the journey, growth, and spiritual lessons. And nine is self-mastery, union with higher self, and divine feminine. So that's like obviously just on a very basic level, yeah. the numbers. But then for digital clocks... So he actually has a section. Oh, he even has a section clocks. on digital clocks. I so you that. said that you see eleven eleven. I see eleven eleven and one one eleven and eleven eleven. Yeah, okay, but so eleven eleven is a big one. That's a big one for a lot of people, which yeah. is and three, why, three, three. which is why this episode is episode. Uh, no, it's we released this episode on the eleventh of the eleventh. Yep. Yep. Because eleven eleven. Eleven eleven. We're talking angel numbers. To me, That's that right. was perfect one. And but it's episode thirteen, so we're talking mm. about omens. That's right. And love by the it. way, guys, that was not out. We didn't intentionally do that. That was no. It actually just divine timing. Out. Yeah. But then when out. we realized, it, we're like, it's meant to be. Yes. Episode thirteen on eleven eleven. That's yeah. what we're doing. So eleven eleven says you are with you are one with God, angels, and ascended masters. Align your thoughts with the highest goodness and truth in order to bring love into the world. That's very nice. <clears throat> like and then that. 111 is your thoughts and intentions are magnified at this time. Focus on what you love, not what you fear. Ah, yeah. So always be careful. Again, like yeah. I said. <clears throat> be careful what you wish for. Because he, right. he talks about triple numbers. He talks about like, you know, numbers in sequence, like 1212 12 or, you know, or that kind yeah. of thing. He talks about mirror numbers. So 1221. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Progressing numbers. So 1234 or 123 or yeah. 345. Yeah. Um, and then he's got angel numbers from 0 to 999. Obviously, we're not going to go through them all because that's a lot of numbers <laughs> to go through. But, <laughs> Definitely. But you can use this book 
like i like it because you can use it as a like i just saw that number and again guys it's not every freaking number that you see no that's right but if you see the same sequence repeatedly so i saw 11 11 three times in three days yeah that's like the chances of looking at your clock at exactly 11 11 three times or you see three different things so one time i had it was 5:55 in the afternoon i had 555 kilometers left before i had to fill up for petrol and my odometer clicked over to it was like i think something something 100,000 and yeah. 555 was the last two digits i'm like yeah well that's okay. three very different things 555 yeah. okay yeah. so that's then i looked something. into it and just while i'm thinking about it, it says 555 all your efforts are paying off abundance is yours to have live and experience open up your heart arms and mind to receive the blessings that are being offered to you now and i was like and at the time i was actually thinking about like because i was driving obviously because i was in the car i don't just sit in my car randomly um chill out i was driving somewhere and i was actually thinking about like where i was going to take my business and what i was going to do and then to see 555 like to me, that's confirmation. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, Oop, that's there right. There it is. Oop, and there that's it me. is. Sorry. <laughs> I would not do a song, can we? <laughs> no, no. And that's, and I look, because I haven't always been into angels and angel stuff. So I also look at it from like a numerology kind of point of view. Oh, so that's you can another. Look at it, yeah. So you can look at the numbers from like a numerology and what they mean. I'm definitely not really big like up on knowing everything about numerology at all i've just but, written it down as future episode numerology we'll find yeah we'll find some stuff. stuff but yeah that's something so like 11 i know is like a master number and those sort of things so you can so you can look up that way as well so looking up through numerology what the numbers are that you're constantly seeing to give you some kind of guidance so the reason why i'm as well not that i'm into angels but the my pathway mm. to where i am now is yep. actually because the psychic development classes and mediumship that i attended yep. my teacher she was very much into doreen virtue uh, so we did a lot of work with the archangels yeah, and all that kind of yeah. stuff and that kind of and then from that led to a deeper understanding of the occult mm. and of my psychic development and da 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 because i was always interested in witchcraft but that was kind of the avenue that was the yeah, most natural kind of got, course yeah Yep. Um, but I'm glad that Kyle Gray is around these days because yeah, I like his cards. Well. I, I like his cards. I've got so many of his cards. So Kyle, Kyle, if you're listening, <laughs> we did this last time. We did this on our first we episode. Did. We said, Fiona, if you're listening, we, we did, want to we? have you on the show. So Bang, whilst you probably don't even know we exist, Kyle, I'm talking to you. <laughs> And I'm calling upon all the archangels right now. We're looking for a sign. So thank you, angels, for bringing Kyle to us in a future episode. There we go. (laughs) I'm saying it as if it's happened. I'm thanking them, giving gratitude. It's not for me. It's a service to our listeners. I want the (laughs) angel whisperer. It's not so that I can be one degree of separation from Kyle Gray, even though that would be amazing. Um, but you did also then just bring up a really good point as well that we didn't touch on about signs and things like that. When you do get them, show your gratitude. Say thank you. Oh like, yeah. Thank you. After say you thank you. It. Yeah, like it's it, they're not just there. Like make sure you say thank you. Do you know what I noticed though? As in, I don't know whether this is my lens because of you know having been in lockdown for so long. Because um, like Vicky's ha- Vicky has had the joy of going around and doing things. Oh my god! I just looked at my clock. It's eleven eleven. Ah, there we go. 
<laughs> I, I, oh, love I, it, scream. Like, I literally, like, no joke, because I was just tapping my phone oh, to light it up it. to see what the time was, so I knew, like, you know, how long we've been talking how for. How long we've been going, because you know, we know we just, like to talk. And I literally just tapped the phone and it said 11, 11, 11. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but fuck it. off. Fuck off! Is this like <laughs> where this episode is airing on the eleventh of the eleventh? I'm here talking about the angels, talking about spirit, talking about science, and then we see eleven, 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 eleven. motherfucking clock. Like, I'm there sorry. There it is. And I can't believe I it just cussed as much as I just did. That's okay. My mum, my mum doesn't listen to this show. It's all good. Um, <laughs> my mum does. <laughs> she, knows, she knows I swear a lot. Wait, Don't worry. What was your mum's name? Karen. Hi, Karen. <laughs> Hi, Karen. Hello, Mama. We love you, Karen. Thank you for being one of our number one fans. She is. She is. Yeah. No. And I'm like here. I'm cussing like a bloody sailor. Oh, don't worry. She's she swears just as bad as I do. So okay. okay. Wait. What was I talking about there before? Oh, gratitude. 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 Yes. Yeah. So make sure you say thank you. Having an attitude of gratitude. That's what I. Yeah. Think. <laughs> I like that. That's like good. so because anything I do, like especially when it's like that, like I, you don't ask the angels for something, you thank them for bringing the thing into your life as if it's already happened yeah it's the, same, it's the same with any form of manifestation work saying i want this it only highlights that you that you're lacking highlights the lack yeah that yeah. you don't have it so yeah. you always every goal you write should be like for example when i do goal setting with my coach clients i know another mm. plug yes guys i'm a coach um but when i do that it wasn't a plug, but why not? Um, <laughs> why not? Go yeah. for it. So um, when I get them to do goal setting, it's goal setting is all about writing it as if it's already happened. So for example, mm. I will write it. Today is November 28th, 2020. And I have now achieved blah. I now have blah. I'm now doing blah. Whatever it is, as if you are already, already doing have it. It's already happened. Yeah. You're writing it in future. You're saying it is now and a date in the future. But then it's already happened. Mm. So it's in. So it's, you know, you're telling the universe this has to happen by that date. You're yes. giving it a time frame. Want. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> this is what's happening. I'm making the universe my bitch, and I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being okay. my bitch. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, so yeah. Uh, so back to Kyle. If you're listening. <laughs> I just saw 11.11, so I hope that's a good sign. I was going to say, maybe that's a sign. Anyway. Or so, are we um, looking into it too much? <laughs> no, we could be. But, but, oh, but what are the chances? No, I think that's great. I think it's great. Like I said to the angels, know. I'm asking you all to bring him onto this show. Mm. And then two seconds later, I tap there my phone, is. it's 11.11. Yeah. There has to be a sign. We're doing the right thing. No. He's, yeah. he's the angel whisperer. Done. No, but in all honesty, the reason why we want to have him on the <laughs> show, for those who are thinking, why him? Um, so yeah. Kyle Gray is, I think he's like the modern day version of, well, like Doreen Virtue was known as being the angel woman back in the day. Yes. Back in the day. So, um, and there's no judgment coming from me on the fact that she said that everything that she achieved was all hocus pocus and whatever else. Uh, it's no judgment. If she wants to change her path and, you know do what she did that's that's up to her it's not up to me yep. to judge um i've accepted it now at the time i was very angry and i wanted to destroy all my books and throw away all oh my, my cards but then i did the opposite because i found out that her ascended master's deck was actually going to be retracted oh. like that she actually put a thing out saying she wanted all publishers to retract them 
um, to have them destroyed because she believes that the only ascended master is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Um, so all the others are false deities. This is her words, not mine. Yeah. So she wanted them retracted. So I actually went out to a store and bought that deck before <laughs> they found out oh, that God. it was getting. Yeah. <clears throat> now yeah. I keep them because once upon a time she believed in this stuff. And, and anyway, yeah. so I digress. Love and light to her, but now we have Kyle Gray, and I'm thankful for that because he gives it a very different lens, though. Like yeah, he he, does. his and approach to has, angel work is so. He has a background in um, Wicca and things like that as well. I yeah, well, I know that he definitely like he does tarot, and he like he's. Yeah. I'm pretty sure his background is very much in the the witchy side of yeah, things. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere it specifically said uh, Wicca. Or... But, but that's another thing, like, actually, this is, like, we will have to do a future episode on angels, and hopefully he'll be here for that. But even if he's not, look, I have got, like, binders of information about the angelic realm, because I used to very much play in that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is another thing, is that a lot of witches, they don't work with angels because they think that they're Judeo-Christian. Yeah, but, I have that. Yeah, but see, guys, angels are non-denominational. Mm. You will see the same angels, Mikhail or Michael, will appear in the Torah, the Quran, and the Bible. He also appears in many pre-existing belief systems as an archangel. Um, like, he is non-denominational. Yeah, so he's right. not associated <clears throat> with the church. It's just the church are really have really good PR people. And they have, <laughs> you know, they're like, you know, <laughs> it's it. true. The church just has really good PR team, and they're really good at kind of saying, <clears throat> he's ours. Yeah. The angels are ours. They belong to us, like cherubs and the seraphim and the nephilim and all that. No. All of them, no. They They're belong not. And, to everyone. Yeah, and that's true. And having said that, I do have start to work with them. I do work with, like, the arch... The arch angels. Archangels. 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 Yeah. Because <laughs> there is um, that element as well from, like, the Kabbalah and, and the ceremonial aspect. Well, because Kabbalah comes from the Jude, yeah, Judeo, Jude, or Jude, yeah. Judaism. yeah. I was getting confused. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it comes from that. So there is some <clears throat> that kind of um, thing, but yeah, I'm just—it's something within me that I need to work on. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, look, and you know what? It's probably some past life stuff. Yeah, and it is. I know there's a lot of past life stuff. Because me. you were raised yeah. by hippies, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, not really. But my mum's very open. <clears throat> Mum was always very open and um, new agey and those things sorry karen love you (laughs) it was great because and that was one thing i always always love about it but i wasn't baptized or anything like that because she said we as if like apparently my dad and his side of family really wanted it she's like it's hypocritical we don't go to church we're not church people Mm. and i want her to be able to choose her what she wants to believe so that's that's lovely yes oh yes it's just so So cool shout out to my mom Yes. Shout out to Karen. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, so the angels are not something to be feared. They're not. No, definitely not. And they also don't have to be this. And they're not fluffy bunny. That's what I always thought for a while that they're really fluffy and like fat little kids with yeah. little wings. No, and everything's terrible. all really lovely, lovely and lighty and all of that sort of stuff. But it's yeah, not. No, when you when it's, you it's actually, actually work with not. them, they're quite the opposite. And that's what I've discovered, and that's what I've worked with, with different ones through. Because well, they. I mean, they appear, so as we touched on in previous episodes, spirit will mm. always appear in a manner that resonates with us or that we can um, accept. Yeah, I, I like, agree. Like, so, for Definitely. example, my 
recent guide appeared very Egyptian because I'm very into the Egyptian stuff right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have worked with other Egyptian gods and stuff before, but like it's like in particular now and what I'm going through in the journey that I'm doing, it was yeah, it, the spirit it, to give me an Egyptian-looking acting guide because of what I'm doing. Hmm. But yeah, so that's why with the angels, a lot of people see them as these humanoid hmm. beings with massive wings. Um, and that's kind of the common mythos that's out there in Hollywood, in books, in everything else yeah. like that. But like uh, I know people that when they work with the angels, all they see is light, mm. light energy, which is similar to when we had Tommy on the show and he was talking about the jinn, which are akin yeah. to the angels and all of yeah. them. That there's a lot of crossover. And if, if not, there is. they may actually be the same beings. We just call them different, different names things. and different things for different people depending on how they resonate with. That's right. Like, and what, what comes to them and what's going to resonate with them, which is also like with the signs and symbols and things like that, uh, are placing meaning to things. Yeah. Not always looking to like books or other things, not to say that not to look there or even angel numbers and angel things. Also, what does that mean to you? Because exactly. Seeing a horse might mean, I don't know, moving forward or whatever for one person. It might mean strength for somebody else. It might mean something completely different. It might so mean always... Hecate for someone else. Yeah, that's right. So it's about really tapping into what does that mean to you? mean to you and trusting your intuition yeah like a common yourself. one a common one on that note is um i find with snakes like um because yes. a lot of people are scared of snakes i don't know the phobia for that but it is there is a phobia for having a, a, i have it you have it you're scared of snakes i am okay so don't come to my house in summer no. um but yeah so that some people are actually scared of snakes but i myself am not scared of snakes because like i've seen so many like where i live they're everywhere but also where we used to go caravanning as a kid they were everywhere so they don't i don't get scared by them i respect them enough to distance myself from them yes um but for me because of all the studies that i've done in things like obviously uh with the native american culture snakes are very much about healing and about connection to mm. earth because they and same in asian culture as well chinese culture they believe that the snakes because they're rubbing their bellies on the ground that they yeah. symbolize that, that connection to earth and there's that if you think of like a lot of cultures believe that they're representative of healing and it's like that double mm double snake yeah, the double the symbol of he it's like their symbol of health which is the two snakes and the yeah. sword the yeah, that's it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, whatever it's called that whatever thing. It is. yeah <laughs> um yeah so they actually represent health so yeah. for some people seeing a snake in a dream is a symbol of health and of connection to earth and of all of the mm. healing and all that kind of stuff whereas to other people it's like that fearful thing yeah that's right so so it's what it means to, to you. you that's right like you said like spirit universe everything will come in a way that will resonate with you well and finishing off let's play a little game then oh okay on that note this is spontaneous i just thought of this now that's so funny. what what does an owl mean to you wisdom knowledge oh, funny i think the same thing yeah <laughs> for me the owl is all about wisdom and knowledge which i believe yeah. i mean that probably comes from our both of us have studied obviously about the greek gods and stuff and it was yeah. a symbol of athena when she was the keeper They're of the and blah, blah 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 okay what about let's just pick a random yeah, yeah. okay panther oh gosh that's a random one isn't it well, that's actually my favorite animal yeah that's what, I always, that's what i always call our kitty because she wanders around and she looks like a little black panther when she goes around um i find them to be very uh, what's the word? Cloak, not cloaked but like they're very um mm. 
mysterious? Mysterious is probably more the word. Hidden? Yeah, I'm not not so much sneaky, like because they can sort of prowl around and not be seen, and so maybe unseen. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. So for me, they've often here. represented the the feminine energy because they're black. Yes. Like, and yeah, I associate yeah. that because obviously because my initial studies in craft were Wiccan based. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, because obviously to me but it's universally accepted that the black is the feminine and the white is the masculine so for me they represent femininity in it's like divine feminine um i also think they represent the mysticism and that kind of mystery yeah there's they're they're, they're quite a mysterious animal yeah Um, that's that's, yeah because they're kind of you don't see them no Um, that's what that's what i was trying to i'm like i don't know what's the word for them because they're not sneak it's not sneaky or anything like that it's just that mystery mysterious yeah mysterious thing because you just see these little eyes Okay, what about a dolphin? Dolphin. I always think really quite childlike and playful kind of mm, energy. Playful energy. Yeah. Um, they say that it could represent like the breath because they're how they oh, breathe. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they could represent sound because they have sonar. Yeah. Play, yep. communication and harmony. Harmony, yeah. And like the family kind of aspect as well. Mm-hmm. They're very family. Okay, what about bees? Bees, busy little bees. I always see them as little hard little workers. Mm-hmm. Hard work? Yeah, like they're doing hard work um, and also I know they're associated with particular gods and goddesses and stuff like that. But yeah, for me it's more about like because they're very busy. They, they do their hard work. They, um, yeah. I, see, I've always associated them as well with things that are like, like sweet. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. I was about to say, yeah, the sweetness. Get out of my head. <laughs> Get out of my head. Yeah, because of the honey and everything. We're so in sync. Um, okay, we already touched on horses because you said that it could be strength, could be mobility, all that kind of yeah. stuff. I always see them as like powerful and, and yeah, fast. Like strong. to me, it's always about speed. And that also comes from tarot. Yeah. Because anytime you see a horse in tarot, it's like a common yep. thing for that one. Okay, let's go more Australian then. What does oh. a kangaroo mean to you? Jumping over life's hurdles. <laughs> Oh, really? I don't know. It just came up random, came out with that. <laughs> um, also quite a maternal sort of thing because they have their little babies in there. They carry their babies. Yeah, their joeys. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess for me, it's, I always see them as things progressing forwards because yes, they I can't like jump backwards. No. Yes, like, so for me, for me, kangaroo is always about like move forwards. Don't look back. Yep. Just so in other going. words, forget about the past. Just move forward. Just keep, keep moving forward. Um, and I guess for me, it's also about balance because they, mm. their tail, yeah, like their big ass tail. The whole purpose yeah. of that is to give them balance because they're like hopping at however many kilometers an hour, sorry, miles an hour for North Americans, yeah, um, or actually anyone that's not. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so like they're always hopping at such like fast yeah. pace that yeah. that actually gives them their balance point. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that really stands out to me. No. Okay. What about a koala? What would a koala mean to you? Um, I have no reference material on this, by the way. I'm yeah, just... I'm trying to think. Koala, I, I, I always just see them. <laughs> Even though they're so not. They're I know, they're really not. They've got huge claws and everything. Um, slowing down. Like, yeah. It's like that, that kind of thing to sort of slow down, um, take note of what's around you, enjoy, savour what's going on. I always see them as being because they only eat eucalyptus leaves. So mm. I see them as being, yeah, like 
for me, a koala would be representative of knowing what you want or what you, you know, it's about that thing yeah. of, because they only want yeah, you to live It's that whole thing of just owning that that's what I yeah. want. Like, it's just that. I don't want anything yeah. else. I want that. Yep. So for me, it's like, I don't know how to articulate that, but that's kind of how I see koalas. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's great. And, I and, I, that. and I, for me, it's also about territory. Like, just, yep. it's okay. Like, because to me, I see them as very, like, like hermits. Because they usually <laughs> live in a tree with no other koalas around. And if another no. koala tries to come on their tree, God forbid, you will hear yeah. them from a They dish. make an awful noise. Oh, that grunting. Yeah, um, it is an awful noise. I don't, I don't no, I went to try to look at but um, <laughs> But anyway, okay, so I think that that's about that's all good. for today's I like episode. It. I think this was a good episode. <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> Let's pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> no, as in, because we had, we prepared no, we a lot of stuff. Fun. But we've covered a lot of things. So obviously, yep. guys, we want to hear from you, though. I know we yeah. say this every episode, but we want to hear from but you more and more and more and more. So let us know what resonated with you. What didn't resonate? What do you yeah. want to hear more about? If you want us to do a deeper dive on, like, mm. for example, animal dreaming or animal work or whatever. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've already said we're going to have to do an episode on curses and hexes and another one on numerology because the topics yep. came up. Um, Definitely. I'll write down animals. Yes, animals. <laughs> we do an episode on animals. Animals. Um, but yeah, so let us know. Let yeah, us know. We really want to hear. Um, and don't forget, given that today is the 11th, uh, you guys have got uh, today until midnight today. tonight yeah. to enter the competition that we posted last week. So it was last Wednesday yeah. on the 4th. We posted a competition with um, Sasha. So uh, entries close midnight yeah. tonight and we're going to be announcing the winner tomorrow. So if you haven't entered... You go back two episodes ago, you'll it. see the episode with Sasha, and there's a competition that we mentioned towards the end. Yeah. So that tells you how to enter the competition. We don't want to <laughs> post it because we want you to bloody listen to the episode. <laughs> That's it. Um, but yes. So uh, other than that, guys, I hope you all have an amazing day and we'll speak to you soon. Yeah. Bye. Have an awesome week. <laughs>